All right, everybody, welcome back in. It is the second episode of the Rob and Stu show. Coming up, we got NFL lines, some FCS football plays. Don't worry, we call the hotline. They're getting back to us. Before we get to that, it's we, we're bringing on our first guest. This is a guy both me and Rob are excited to have on. This is a guy who's returning to the show. You can catch him every single day on the YouTubes. Field of 68 Best Bets. You can listen to them wherever you get in your podcast by typing in the three-man weave. And also today on YouTube, hit up the at 3MW uh, on the Twitter. Got the link right there. I had to get to the link because it wasn't showing up when I was searching for it. Yeah. Today, it's Kai fucking McKeon back on the show. <laughs> How are you, Big Sexy? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. And yes, I, I hear our channel is hard to find. It turns yes. out three-man weave is a pretty common term. So I got to figure that out. I got to make some adjustments, maybe. It was it was very much like the first thing that came to me was like Don Nelson talking about a three-man weave in 1974. <laughs> it's Good video, it's too, still, I'm sure. Still good video. Yes, yeah. it's got a lot of plays recently. Uh, Rob, we got, we got uh, tons of questions. I'll let you take the floor and, and lead off with Kai um go ahead yeah kai first question here you know i i gotta get into a little bit with this houston team mm. i mean nine and oh start they look electric right now they moved to the head of the class as far as the future wagers i was looking at that before they're down to plus 750 for the tournament um do you really trust this houston team yes 100 they're the best team in the country they have the best coach in the country, um, and, and they're unstoppable. So I, I'm fully in on this team. Yeah, I, because they've looked so dominant to start. You know, I'm not – I love listening to your show because you guys are just – I mean, you guys are college football psychopaths. I mean, college basketball yeah. psychos, right? You guys know yes, sir. everything. <laughs> I, I mean, l- listen to their pods. Stu turned me on to it. I mean, it is it is a phenomenal listen. Um yeah, I mean, you guys were high on Houston for the season to begin. It's just watching mm-hmm. them, you know, as, as I think most people are like me, the average fan for college basketball. You really start getting into it now. It really starts mm-hmm. to pick up as soon as college football goes away. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on that Houston team because I, I tell you, their start has been unbelievable. Yeah, they're just so disciplined, right? They They don't make any mistakes. They're clearly very well coached. They rebound, they take care of the ball, they play incredible defense, just suffocating defense. They really have no weakness, and they have arguably the best guard in the country in Marcus Sasser. I, I, I totally buy it. They're the favorites. I know Mattress Mac has a big future on them now, so uh, probably a good sign they're going to win the title this year. He, oh, he's that he's guy, on a heater. Listen, he's, that on a guy, heater. <laughs> he's on a heater. Mattress <laughs> Mac, yeah, Mattress Mac had to throw it in my face. I'm also a diehard Philadelphia fan. Ah, I mean, listen, sorry about that. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Now he's a good man, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I mean he's uh, Sasser's averaging 17 a night. I mean this, yeah. you know, and, and they're kind of an experienced group, Houston too. Oh, yeah. So I mean they just they they really do look like the best of the best right now. Yeah, definitely. I'm on board. And and I don't know how much longer it's going to go because I haven't I haven't seen the schedule. But when they play a sub top two fifty Ken Palm team, mm-hmm. that first half just I mean yeah, just out. print the money because yep. uh, they're going to be up by twenty plus. Mm-hmm. So what well, we go from we go from something that's just beautiful to watch in Houston, Kai. There is absolute uh, dumpster fires all over the top twenty five. 
I, I'm going to give you four teams. You tell me where your biggest concern is. Yep. I'm going to give you uh, the Dukies, led by uh, uh, phenomenal future Hall of Famer John Shire, if you mm-hmm. listen to Duke fans. Uh, North Carolina, Gonzaga. And I'll throw in Michigan, too. Uh, they can all burn in hell. But mm-hmm. your thoughts – what if where's the four alarm fire if there is one out of those four teams so far i think all the teams still have some upside still have the ability to to be pretty good this season i'm not worried about duke at all i think they'll be really good at the end of the year Uh, i'm not worried about gonzaga they're playing a ridiculous schedule right now i think any normal team would struggle i think it just looks weird because we're used to them dominating and being you know, uh, definitely number one in the country. Now they're just a really, really, really good team. It's it's almost like uh, they seem bad because they've been so good. Uh, Michigan's probably the team I worry most about of that group oh, because Llewellyn, Llewellyn, Llewellyn today, j- just yeah. went down with the ACL. Yeah, now they still have a really good point guard, freshman point guard, Doug McDaniel. I think he could be pretty good for them. The problem's depth now. That's a question mark. I still like uh, some of their other young players like Kobe Bufkin. He's impressed me a little bit. Um, but yeah, you have to be concerned about them losing the Wellen and the way they've started in the non-conference is a bit of a concern. I think with them, I watched them play Jackson state. And what, Mm. what concerned me is when you have, this is a team that has just killed you when they're open from distance. And this year that guard play is really down. I think Mm -hmm. you can say the guard play for Gonzaga is not what we've seen as far as North Carolina. I mean, that's what all the pundits are saying. I know Rob was talking about, like, you, you called me this week. What the hell's going down? What's going on in Chapel Hill? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this this is a team that added Nance in the offseason, was supposed to be, again, reload, Baycott coming back. It's just, I think there's enough returns here. I mean, we're still struggling to beat Charleston. You know, what's going on? Is it just early season woes uh they're not well coached hubert davis is is not a good coach um you know they're super talented and they definitely won on talent last year they had a really nice run to the end of the year they really had a nice last few months uh they turned it on now everyone expected them to come out firing again this year problem is they don't have brady manic anymore he turned out to be pretty important and their guard plays terrible uh caleb love is all about caleb love that's evident in their assist rate this season. That's evident in his shot selection this season. I was at the uh, Alabama game and they went to four overtimes. North Carolina should have won that game six or seven times. They just didn't execute at the end of games. They took 35 footers after dribbling the ball 30 or 40 times at the top of the key. So it's coaching, it's player decisions, but this team could easily be, you know, what are they now? They have four losses. They could easily have two losses. They should have beaten Iowa state. They should have beaten Alabama. I'm not super worried about them right now. Rob, go ahead. How much do you trust this Virginia team? Their offense has looked really good, which has mm-hmm. kind of not been their calling card in the past. I mean, they, they've kind of impressed me to the eye, Virginia. Absolutely. Yeah, their offense looks like those good Virginia teams that we saw a couple of years ago. We're used to seeing from Tony Bennett before the last couple of seasons uh, kind of threw us off, but they're so experienced. They know the system backwards and forwards, and that shows in their efficiency this year. And defensively, they're as they're as good as they usually are. You know, tough uh, uh, pack line style defense that Tony Bennett preaches and has had success with year after year. So yeah, they're an incredibly tough team. They're probably the favorites to win the ACC right now because of the most consistent team. I think Duke is more talented. I think North Carolina is more talented. 
but both of them are more prone to down spells, whereas Virginia is kind of steady. Yeah, it's kind of not the strongest year for the ACC, right? Although no, Virginia terrible. Tech looks a little bit better, and Miami, I, I only watched them when Rutgers played them, but you know they, they played pretty well in that game, Miami. Yeah, Miami's pretty good. I, I don't trust their guards. I don't trust Isaiah Wong uh, whatsoever. Um, but yeah, they're pretty good in the sense of the ACC's down. You got to choose a fourth team. It might be Miami, might Virginia, be Virginia Tech, but boy, that bottom half is brutal this season in the ACC. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see the ACC with that least amount of teams in the top twenty-five. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah ridiculous. Really, it, it, there's no excuse for it. Now, now Rob will talk all day about the ACC and Big Ten. I want to talk about Southland. I want to talk about the <laughs> whack. Give me the uh, Mac. I want to talk about that. What are the what are the teams for folks that are listening? What are the teams so far this year that have given you at least maybe some trends or things to to look at? Because early on, we've seen some some teams. Carlton State is a tough out if mm-hmm. if they can make free throws. If yeah. Um, you know, uh, Vermont still doing work quietly, uh, you know, schools like this that, you know, tried and true, what are your thoughts? Cause the money is in the crumbs and that's what makes college basketball alluring. Yeah. That's what's, that's the best part of betting it, right? The mid majors, the styles that vary across the country, uh, you know, a couple teams that are dominating that probably aren't in the, uh, national conversation right now, Florida Atlantic is one of those teams. Um, they might be getting more attention now after beating Florida, uh, but they hung with Ole Miss beginning of the year. They've done nothing wrong since. Uh, very good team. They're the best version Dusty Mays ever had there, best version the program's ever had. So that's a team that's really good this year, looking to get an at-large bid from the CUSA because the A-10 is so down. Going to be some bid stealers out there. Oh, yeah. uh, in the smaller conferences, I, you've probably noticed Sam Houston doing work yes. in the WAC, beat Utah beat uh oklahoma how good how good do those wins look right now they're top 20 in the net it's very early but they are top 20 in the net with two q1 wins so real quick are they worth a play because i was looking at in hemming and han with with the issues at new mexico Mm -hmm. state with with the shooting and we Mm -hmm. don't know how that's gonna resolve itself and uh i'm an aggies guy uh is sam houston state right there poised to pick up the pieces might that be the team yeah, they are. I would not count New Mexico State out. That's the type of program that nothing really affects them because the type of program it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we don't know. I mean, with the story today with the gun and everything, yeah. and, and they're passing it around like telephone. Yeah. Uh, that, that's probably not good. Well, I mean, Tough. it works out for Michigan football, but like yeah. it, you can toss that around and I, you got to imagine so, like some outside pressure. They You lose mm-hmm. folks for some games. So maybe some key folks like is yeah. it worth a flyer? Yeah, I don't know what the lines are or the odds are right now for Sam Houston. I imagine they're the favorite in the betting markets. They're number one in Kempom in the league, and they have the the Q1 wins, the net to back it up a little bit. Uh, they're the biggest challenger, but it's a pretty good league. Grand Canyon, Seattle, yes. um, Utah Valley, Tarleton, they're all really good this season. Even Southern Utah, who doesn't get talked about a lot. Stephen F. Austin, too. Uh, these teams, a lot of these WAC teams are kind of struggling in the non-con, but they really shine in the whack and whack play, and all of them are very, very good. So it's a deep league. Um, Sam Houston does look the best right now of the teams. Um, 
also want to uh, shout out Kent State, a team that I mm-hmm. they are just a blast to watch. Love the Golden Flesh. Is there is have you from and I listened to the show real quick um, in the preseason where you guys did your mid major recap and you also did it for the Almanac, which is still available if you're looking for if you need a crash course <laughs> in in college basketball stuff. The Almanac. Uh, Field of 68 put it out. You guys um, joined in. John Goodman uh, was in it. A whole bunch of people, but you guys did a lot of the heavy lifting. Have you altered your top mid-major, top 25 preseason? Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah, Kent State would move up to the top. They've been... I'm uh, off top of my head, excluding the top 10 or so conferences, excluding Conference USA also. Yeah, they've been the most impressive. I mean, they lost by five to Houston on the road. And I know Houston was kind of sick. They had they had some flu going on, some injuries, but that's still still, still ridiculous. They lost by seven to Gonzaga on the road. I mean, uh, this team is for real. Uh, them and Toledo are the cream of the crop in that conference. Uh, and it's a shame Kent State couldn't pull off one of those wins because they'd be in pretty good position for an at-large. And we'd love to see both those teams, Toledo and Kent State, make the tournament. They really deserve to be in there. The Mac mm-hmm. has gotten much better. And yeah. Hey, look, Amani Bates is there killing it. Uh yeah. Rob, you're up. Yeah. Uh well, like Stu said, I'm I'm more of a Big Ten watcher. I'm more of the prime leagues uh watcher. You know, the Big Ten is so interesting this year. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought, like listening to your guys' preview show in the beginning of the season and you know, just following the stuff that I do on Twitter, it was like, ah. You know, maybe it's going to be kind of a big year being a Rutgers guy. We lose Geo, we lose Harper. So we thought, ah, maybe take a step back. Um, but now Maryland looks pretty good. Purdue looks better than I originally thought. What, mm-hmm. what is your thoughts here on the Big Ten? Uh, it's awesome. It's way better than, better than expected. And the main reason a lot of people were down in the league is the guard play, right? The the guards that were really good last season all left, essentially. Uh, so there's a lot of question marks around that. No one questioned the big men. I think this conference had like what five preseason all Americans and they're all bigs, right? Edie Dickinson, TJD. Uh, that's probably it. Chris Murray from, uh, Iowa. So there was good players, but people questioned the, the teams a little bit with the, with guard play, but basically every single transfer, every single freshman has hit for these teams and they've been as good as always. And these are really strong programs too. There's a lot of good coaches in this league. Matt Painter for Purdue among the best. And and you're seeing it right now. I think in Ken Palm, there's 10, 12 teams in the top 60 right now. It's as deep as the league has ever been. Um, it, it's an impressive conference so far. Yeah, usually when it comes with that, you, you know we're going to get how many bids to go to the, to go to the tournament. Yeah, and then half of them will get knocked out in the first or second weekend, yeah, true. which is usually <laughs> what happens. But uh, how about the job Kevin Willard has done at, at Maryland? Yeah. Do, you, do you think he can turn it around as, as fast as it looks right now, you know, with their hot start? He's, he's shut me up a little bit. I thought he was kind of just a Mark Turgeon clone. Now, Mark Turgeon gets a bad, bad rap. I think he was not a terrible coach, uh, but – Willard is exceeding my expectations. It's a really old team, and they basically brought everyone back from last year and added a guy in Jameer Young from Charlotte who has turned out to be pretty darn good at this level. That was another one of those guards that was a question mark coming in. It was like, how good is Jameer Young, really? I know he averaged 20 points a game in CUSA. Can he actually lead a Big Ten team? 
The answer is yes. And everyone else on the team has been fantastic. So this team's for real. And I uh, tip my cap to, to Kevin Willard. Yeah, it's been interesting to see them get off to that start. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we let you go, I got to I got to ask you about my Scarlet Knights. Uh, what are your thoughts on them into this season? They've been, you know, a little up and down. They had the bad loss at Temple. I thought they played well at Miami. They couldn't stop the threes late in the game. But, um, you know, a nice bounce back win at home versus Indiana. Of course, you know, the rack, they just dominate in the rack mm-hmm. and they're a different team outside of it. They're in really good shape. Uh, I think the Temple loss wasn't that bad, especially when O'Connell and Mulcahy are not in the lineup. And, you know, the committee is supposed to look at that at the end of the year. Who knows if they actually do. But with the Indiana win, they proved that they're a very good team, full strength. Obviously, the rack is still a house of horrors for Indiana and every other team in the Big Ten. Uh, And then the Miami loss, Mulcahy was out of the game. Uh, I mean, uh, they've done nothing wrong. They've been very impressive against the lesser teams this season. They're blowing teams out. Uh, Their defense is as good as ever. Uh, Amori has been incredible inside. So I'm I'm pretty in on, on Rutgers. Again, another team that's exceeding my expectations because like many Scarlet Knights fans, yourself included, I think we expected them to take a, a, a down a, a downswing a bit without Geo Baker and Ron Harper. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, that's that's the feeling of a lot in the fan base to start off the season. And and I'll wrap up by asking you about my alma mater. Uh, mm-hmm. I I a hundred I I'm gonna give a hard take here, and I love Izzo. It, it seems like the fan base here is so much more tied in and shout out to roots roundup, but we're so tied <laughs> into 2024 and yeah. 2023, I guess that would be with, with Xavier Booker and, mm-hmm. and Car Cohen and uh, Jeremy fears who people are saying is already the next Cassius Winston. Like <laughs> we're so tied into like the future iterations Mm-hmm. This team, down two starters, I, I, Kai, they they played hard. That schedule ate them up early in the season. Mm-hmm. Two big injuries to starters on a weak depth. Uh, there's no depth there. Uh, yeah. we, we're not making the tournament, are we? No, you are. You definitely are. Uh, I don't know. You beat Kentucky, you beat Villanova, and you beat Oregon. Uh, those are three good wins. Uh, at Portland is going to look really good too. Portland could oh, yeah. be a top three team uh, in the if WCC. They could get their heads out of their asses against North Dakota State, right? Yeah, that was a weird loss. I'll give Very you that. Very weird. Uh, and, and then again, the committee is supposed to look at injuries. Malik Hall clearly is very important to this team. You guys are one and four against the spread without him in the lineup. That matters quite a bit, especially with your depth. Now, part of this is on Izzo. He didn't go get anybody in the transfer portal. There's really. No I wanted to get that. your take on this. I heard this last night uh, from a friend show. He was talking to a 247 guy about it. So they they uh, went and they talked to get Manny Bates. They wanted Manny Bates. That would have been and really good. <laughs> it would have been really good. But Maddie Sissoko would have probably left the team. So you would hmm. still end up with the big issue of, we have only one center and something called a Jackson Kohler as a backup. And they swung and missed with other guys. <laughs> uh, it, it, long-term, it, what is your opinion on Izzo, the transfer portal? I think he's he's recruiting at an elite level right now just out of pure spite. He's running a spite store, Kai. He is a grumpy old 
old style coach, old school coach that rejects the current state of the transfer portal. Um, there's a select few coaches out there that are stuck in their ways and they think it's terrible for basketball. Um, coach K or coach K embraced it rather, but there's a couple of coaches out there that are like that. Izzo's one of them. So he's kind of stubborn in his ways of not going and getting players. Now he has Joey Hauser, who was a, a transfer. He's done it before. So he's kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth. Tyson Walker's your arguably your best player right now from Northeastern. Um, so it is kind of weird that he didn't go out and get anybody. Um, I understand if Sissoko would have transferred, that's why you don't bring in Bates. That's kind of a Sissoko issue as well, though. I think they could have coexisted pretty easily because Jackson Kohler is not giving you anything. I mean, he's pretty soft. I guess, I guess the hope <laughs> is that he learning. I don't know. But I do appreciate yeah. you saying that uh, Izzo's better than Peichel as a coach. Um, <laughs> folks, you can listen You can listen to Three Man Weave every single week. They are on whatever platform you're listening to podcasts. I watch them every single day. The Field of 68 Best Bets on YouTube uh, while I'm having my son throw balls at my face and play Legos, <laughs> I'm listening to Jim Root, Kai McKeon, and Maddie Cox. Uh, I can't thank you enough, Kai. You, you guys are awesome. You're doing the Lord's work over there and, and hope to catch up with you sometime before the tournament and not too far, too close to it, but get your two cents again before the season's out, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, take Anytime. it easy. Anytime. Thanks for coming on. We'll be back right after this short break. All right, guys, we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL here, maybe talk a little bit about the college football, the uh, big slate matchups. But the NFL last weekend, you know, we're starting to get into December now. You're starting to get into that playoff mode, some big-time matchups last week. There was some really great games. I mean, the San Francisco-Miami game, that was excellent. Um, boy, Miami's really, you know, that was a big game for them. Tua gets hurt. Stu, what would you think of Tua in that I game? I mean, I it, told you, Rob. I called you, and I said the game I love all week is San Francisco. Yeah, Tua, you did. You did say that Sunday. I, like, I, I suck. Full transparency. I mean, I suck <laughs> at the NFL, right? At this point, I just bet teams that, like, I know what you can do, and I'm just going to bet good teams. If I don't have a good spot, then I guess I'm not betting NFL Sunday. Meanwhile, like, you know, incarnate words playing fucking Sacramento State, and I might take out a second mortgage to play it. Like, <laughs> so I guess I'm that probably makes me a better NFL capper, to be honest, but uh no, I think you see the same stuff with Tua, right? I mean, I I, I know you're part of Tua and on. Well, at least the Bobcat is. We know he loved them. Um, oh, God. He loves anything that came out of those Alabama colors. <laughs> uh, I mean, Tyree kills the MVP. I mean, you see it every single week. He, he's affecting everything. But Tua is just he, – he's an okay quarterback. They don't really have a good running game. Um, yeah, and I it, worry about their O-line. Because they yeah, can't the protect him, and he gets bad. the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, it's it, and their defense is nothing special. Uh, like the, they should be able to be competitive for the playoffs. Uh, I think you see the AFC is has a lot more parity uh, at the top end. Um, there's a, I mean, the AFC South 
has essentially just opted out of the playoffs, uh, the entire division, as as outside of Kansas City, the entire West has as well. So, I mean, the Dolphins have a, a great shot just to get in. Um, but, yeah, going forward, Tua playing in the cold, Tua playing a good defense. Yeah, bad news for the Dolphins. Yeah, it's San Francisco. That defense is really doing a good job. Now they lose Garoppolo. Brock Purdy, I don't know. What was your thoughts on Brock Purdy when he was at Iowa State? Were you a big Brock Purdy guy? No, I was never a Brock Purdy guy ever. But to come in as a, a rookie and throw three touchdowns, um, I mean, that's that is something. Pretty good. That that that's pretty and and uh our boy Lombardi, you know, he's how much better is Garoppolo than Brock Purdy? I don't know. I don't think he's that much better, but yeah, I, I don't know going forward. The thing is going to be with San Francisco is, you know, how do they score in a playoff game? I mean, that's going to, it's going to come down. It's to. always defense. I mean, it's, it's how do you create space for Kittle, Samuel and McCaffrey? No, it, was, it hasn't changed. It's the same thing. It's just, how do you create space for those guys? How do you open up space on the field so those guys can get open? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the way they go about it. I mean, Shanahan's a really good offensive coordinator. He's had some bad moments and some big games, but he's a smart coach. He kind of reminds me of Andy Reid when Andy Reid first started out. He's just had those horrific championship game losses, the loss in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, they really had that game, but then – uh, Mahomes converted that big third what was it third and 24 or something like it was a huge which is a couple minutes left in the game oh, yeah. um, Chiefs and the Bengals was a really good game too uh, I think the Bengals are really getting better their offensive line is starting to play better which is big for them their defense has really come around it's one thing underrated about the Bengals their defense I mean they went into Tennessee last week versus a good defense and won they come home this week and they beat the Chiefs I mean you know, everybody in the beginning of the season wanted to say the Bengals were just a fluke last season, but you kind of see they're fighting through that. I mean, listen, Burrow's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I mean, people can say, I don't really think people can knock him too much. I mean, really his biggest fault is his offensive line, but he gets Jamar Chase back. They're just an elite combo. What, what, I thought that was a pretty good game. What What you think about them hosting the Brownies, laying six over under 47? Yeah, that's kind of an interesting line Sunday, you know. I mean, these NFL lines now, you know, NFL too, as we get closer and closer here to the playoffs, Vegas's lines just to me to be two becomes just so sharp. You know, I actually looked at that game today um, while I was so busy at work. Um, hopefully my employer is not listening. But um, <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself, you know, the Browns are probably not a terrible bet in this game to cover. Obviously, the Bengals will win, but I, you, you know, figure okay. Watson. I, I just want to throw this out, right? I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Like, the, the number tells you, like, the Browns are probably a good bet. Six is, yeah. six is pretty rich at this point. But, I, I mean, what have we seen out of Deshaun Watson this entire year? Don't forget the preseason games, right? And yeah, not much. He just played a good – Easily, far and away, the worst team in the NFL. And oh, they Georgia get... would beat the Texans. I have no doubt in my mind. Georgia I, would beat the Texans. I mean, so why is it six? Because that, that Bengals defense is starting to come together. 
We're seeing the same thing that happened last year. You know, I, I love the Bengals. I love the Bengals here. Well, let me ask you a question. Have the Bengals blown anybody out this year? Not really. No, and but it's I an think in the past few game. weeks, in the past few weeks, you've seen them really turn it on. No, they, they, they played really better, turn in it division. On. In division games in the NFL. In division, in division games. games, yes, I get this. But I, I think you're catching the Browns. Deshaun Watson threw what what three interceptions last week? Nah, he was terrible. He it was, was like, really terrible. It, it's not like he's playing the 85 Bears. Nah, he was terrible. You're right. Um, you know, I think it's a testament to literally how horrific the Texans are that they lost that game and got three picks. And they, they they were never really in the game. I, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm playing against. I, I I'll tell you the I'm going back to the well. We just talked to him. Uh I like the Niners this week covering. I don't buy this Buccaneers team. I don't I don't I'm buy all in on the under in that game at 37. That San Francisco defense will stop Brady. And how's that Tampa Bay offense going to score on San Francisco? That that could be a six three final. I am all in for that under at 37. Uh, what about Chiefs Broncos? I mean, what's that got to be? That's got to be uh, 33-3. Broncos Nation. Let's ride. There you go. Let's yeah, ride. no, I, that, yeah, that, <laughs> I, don't need, I, I mean, what are you talk about? One of the biggest disasters in sports, um, the Denver Broncos. I mean, three and nine. Seattle is just looking like geniuses more and more each week. I mean, Russell just looks like he can't even play in the league anymore. I, I mean, his downfall has just been incredible. Let's, um, let's 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 ask you a question about your team because I think a lot of people are going to wonder what to do with this game. Eagles lane seven on the road as they travel to the Meadowlands. Yeah, this is a weird spot for the Eagles, right? Um, I, I think there's some matchups in the game that I don't think favor the Eagles 100%. I think uh, the Giants got back o Ojolari two weeks ago. I think he's a bad matchup for Jordan Mailata. Mailata, you know, he's he's a good tackle. I don't think he's had the greatest season. Um, Dexter Lawrence up front. You got Kayvon on the other side. I think Lane will handle him. Um you know, this is a game to me, Eagles-Giants, this is going to be a grinded-out type game. The Eagles played so well last week. It's, this you know, is it's a hard playoff game for the Giants. And, yeah, that, that's what it is. You're going to get the Giants' best punch. The Giants are playing at home. You know, I, I, I've been a fan too long. I've been around the NFC East too long. This is going to be a dogfight for four quarters. Do the Eagles have the better talent? Yes. But Dayball really has the Giants headed in the right direction. They play hard for him. Yes, they don't have the pieces yet on offense. You know, they're limited to about 20, 20 to 23 points a game. That's usually their max right in their sweet spot. But listen, you know, at 11 and 1, I mean, I'm as biased as they could be, right? I hope the Eagles win 64 nothing. But as a fan and as a handicapper, you know, the public is on the Eagles, right? The line opened up six and a half and went right to seven. The public money is all over Philadelphia. I, I'd honestly have to think the Giants covered this game. I, I see it as a four-point game. I, you know, it, it would, you know, I, I don't hope that the Eagles lose, but, you know, at 11 and one, I, I guarantee you they're going to get tripped up in one of these weeks. I mean, it, it, every good team goes through it. 
Um, they've kind of played their way out of their funk that they went through. They didn't play great versus the Texans. Then they came home late in egg 11 days later versus Washington. They played better the last two weeks, but I, I think you're going to get a dog fight from the giants this week. I, I really do. They're playing at home. Like you said, now they have a big game next week too versus Washington, which is basically another well, playoff all the games, game for them. All the games for the giants right now are, are, going to be playoff games for like the next three, you know weeks. really the whole division the whole division can't really play slip up here because minnesota's right on our ass you know uh we have to we have that christmas day game christmas eve game lurking with the cowboys even though we have a two-game lead you know this is the tight race in the nfc so it's really for all these teams well you premier. mean the nfc east it's it's uh yeah elsewhere it's real tough yeah, also, I mean, outside the NFC, you know, outside of the top teams, really not that strong. But listen, you know, the Eagles, Minnesota, and even Dallas with an outside chance, you know, they're all those three teams are fighting hard. You want to get that first round by. I mean, that first round by, we saw it in 17 with the Eagles. It's huge to get that home field advantage. They're pushing for it. Like I said, the line is seven. I mean, the fan in me is going to say bet the Eagles. But honestly, the gambler in me would say, now you take the points with the Giants. You know, you take the seven. I think we're going to get a good fight out of them. They've, you know, I hate the Giants with a passion. Um, they're right around Dallas's territory for me for hatred. But I'm also a person that looks at it objectively. I mean, they're playing a lot better this season. If you would have told me they'd be seven, four, and one by this point, I would have said, yeah, no, there's no fucking way. So then they are. So they're playing better football. Um, they have a lot of big decisions too in the offseason with Jones and Barkley. Now, Barkley, the last three weeks really hasn't been on his game. Um, but listen, the Eagles don't have a run good, good run defense. So if he gets started, oh, I take, game, I take that back. Day. I mean, anytime you shut down Derrick Henry, uh, I, you know, and I don't think it's coincidental that Jordan Davis came back. Yeah. That, well, they, you know, the Eagles D line is playing better. Pletcher Cox finally woke up and said, I'm making $14 million. Let me go ahead and make some plays here. Um, you know, Robert Quinn didn't play last week, which I think was a positive because he's obviously hurt. He had no bend, couldn't get around the edge, couldn't do anything to help him. Josh Sweat is played like Josh Sweat. I mean, he's really a good football player. Hargrave starting to play well. Jordan Davis only played a few snaps, but you saw the improvement with him. And uh, Milton Williams has really come along for this team too. So BG with a big sack. So like I told you, better. like I told you, if, if they don't trade both their first round picks to move up to get Jalen Carter, I don't oh, know. I'm dreaming about it, man. I'm dreaming. I don't know what else. You, I, like you want to talk about an easy move. Oh yeah. Easy. That's a layup. Or or you, you know, if you really wanted to, you could trade up and draft Will Anderson. That would be great too. But oh. like I, I think yeah, Love Carter it. or uh Will Anderson, I mean, that is the play. That is the move. Trade up, go get it. Take a you know, a second or a third round pick, because that's all you need. That defense Oof. could be oh dude. I that's gonna get me through the winter. Yeah. You know, actually, the other night is funny. Monday night, um, my wife was like, oh, I guess you're not betting tonight, huh? Because I had a terrible weekend. I had a terrible Sunday betting the NFL. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to bet. So she had come home from a – I don't know where she was at. She was somewhere. And uh, I I'm watching the game, and she's like, uh, oh, can I turn on my show? And I'm like, I just want to watch the end of this game. And she's like, why? You didn't bet it. Well, why do you care to watch the end of the game? And I'm like – well, I need Tampa to pull this out so I can get a top, you know, we want a top 10 draft pick. And she's like, you need, we're calling a psychiatrist tomorrow. <laughs> like you, you need help. 
I I had a nervous breakdown about a UMass Albany basketball game. So <laughs> yeah, we're same boat. We're same right boat. there. I'll tell you. Okay, so give me give me your play for the week. Give me um give me it could be basketball, it could be uh, hockey, NFL, what whatever. World Cup. What's Rob? Your thoughts on the World Cup? Well, Saturday's Army Navy. Oh, those who don't wait. listen to the show, those who listen to the, I don't know if they listen to the show. Stu is a veteran. All right, he's a now some say a hero. Some say a hero. Some say. Yeah. I, so I fought the country. global war on terrorism. So, That's yeah. right, he did. Um, I, mean, I, I, you know, of course, in that game, I like the under. I mean, that's that's the play to me. Oh, yeah, you just bet the under. under. It, it stayed pretty much. I saw a 32 today, but and I've also seen a 34. I've seen 34. I've seen 32. Hey, 34, you got to jump on. That, that's oh, yeah, 34 is great. 34 is a great number. But if it's in the 30s, just bet the under. Just bet yeah, the that's, under. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I, seeing it at 32 here. And I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a parlay. I'll give you a college football parlay. Friday night, Incarnate Word, taking on Sacramento State. And I'll tell you, you know, I I haven't talked to CVD about this because he's he's our resident FCS guy, um, and he killed. You got to admit, uh, you know, for all the all the shit we give NC Sports, um. He actually did kill it this year when it comes to FCS. No. Oh, they're they're really good with that. They they I mean they are phenomenal. Incarnate word on a regular basis. I, I'll just I'll just play this out for you. 4138, 66, 7, 7320, 70, nothing. 56 17 48 20 41 35 55 41 what are we seeing 70s to 80s okay and then you go okay well uh, that was so what they're playing sacramento state and that's exactly it sacramento state same thing 38 31 45 17 52 28 uh 56 33 this is what sacramento state they have no defense their defense is garbage incarnate word doesn't have a defense their defense is garbage but guess what they both do score and score quickly the over 76 and a half i love that parlay an over because life's too short but you also gotta be frugal so you play the under in army navy rob free money that's free money (laughs) Sicko hours, straight I, yeah. sicko hours. No, you, what, what's Army, your play of the week in NFL? Army Navy under on Saturday, and then the NFL absolutely love 49ers Bucks under at 37. Get that now at 37. I guarantee you be down to 35, 34 and a half by game time. Um, and honestly, Sunday, I'm gonna bet this with my heart a little bit, but listen, some say to the hottest team in the NFL. Don't do it. They have an outside chance of making the playoffs. Don't do it. Forward down the field, Alliance team that will not yield. I mean, the Detroit Lions. I mean, this is a team 
I, I told Stu, I, I got embedded with Lions Twitter early in the season, and I was like, wow, these guys are. You know, I, I think all the time being a Philadelphia fan, I've seen it all, but these Detroit Lion Mongos, I love them. And, you know, some of these guys never gave up, even at one and five. And, uh, you know, they're playing really good now. I saw a tweet today. I mean, they're basically saying Jared Goff is better than Matt Stafford at this point in his career. And I, this Lions team has it rolling. Maybe Jamison Williams now in the mix. Ahmad St. Brown is one of the, you know, he looks like a stud. Um, this Lions offense is pretty fucking good. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. They can run the ball. Nice tag team there at running back. I mean, this is this is not a bad Lions team. Stu, that line opened up at one. It's, it's no, it opened up a at, a, at a pick em. Oh, it's up to two and a half for Detroit. Yeah, and the lines are uh, – look, I, I mean, Goff is getting protection. He's got weapons. Jameson Williams should be back and should play this week. This is a playoff game for them. Um, their defense has played better in the past few weeks since they, they've made some changes and, and their defense is playing better. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, that piece of trash, uh, he's playing pretty well. Um, and they're, they're getting con- contributions defensively. Like, like the Seahawks, you know, you just don't have to suck. Try not to suck too bad. Yeah. And they're, they're accomplishing that. Keep them in games, give them the opportunity to score points, and and they got a real outside shot. You are right. And and you look at this Vikings team, and the only good things they do is is their uh goal line offense and and what they do on third downs. That's it. That's it. Justin they, Jefferson, that's what they do well. Justin, yes, I mean he's that's the, it. He's now this game team. is being played at 1 p.m. Um, yeah, this is Kirk Cousins' time. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, that over 52 and a half last time they played, it was 28, 24 Vikings. Do you bet the over here? Somebody's getting the 30. I feel like. Yeah, I think so too. Although, well, the Lions defense has played better, but yeah, I, I think they could be right. For, I think they're a defense too. Like any other defense in the NFL. Concern, you know, what, what do you think about Francisco. teams? What do you think of Rob about teams that play that they're playing for the second time? Like, do you know yeah, the second any- time I always feel like let's say the better team and by I'm saying better team record wise lost the first time. I, I always think usually when they come back, sometimes in division, they'll hammer them. Um, but in this game here, you know, I, I think Minnesota is just catching Detroit at a time. You know, Detroit's a little bit like the Raiders, too. They had these slow starts, but then they started to kind of get things together and now they've gotten hot. You know, now they're really starting to play good football. I mean, that Lions team, if Dan Campbell doesn't fuck up that two-minute situation, there are a couple snaps from beating the Bills. He's lost in multiple games this year. You can make the case for maybe as many as three. You really could make the case. This NFC is probably the the weakest and the worst I've ever seen it that I can remember. It stinks. You have really three teams in the NFC. You have the Eagles, you have Minnesota, you have Dallas, and I'll put San Francisco. You have four teams. Everybody I, I else I want to include Minnesota in there. 
I, really I have to because of their record. I do. I think they're that great of a team. No, I don't. But listen, I always respect teams that win the games. I mean, it's like people were shitting on the Giants early in the season. Well, they shouldn't be five and two. They shouldn't be four and two. Shouldn't be six and two. Hey, listen, they are. You know, they're winning huh. the games. You know, you win well, these and games they've lost in the NFL. Three in a row. Yeah, yeah. In a tie. I mean, they have. They have. But I mean, you know, you win these games in the NFL. They're not just given to you. I mean, it's a league where, you know, Sean Payton said it the other day on a show. The gap between the Texans and it would be the best record. So I'll say the Eagles. Okay. The gap isn't as much as you would think in the NFL. It's a lot closer. Like he was saying, the difference between college, Ohio State to a Indiana. You know what I mean? A Rutgers to a Georgia. I mean, those How gaps. How dare are, you put Rutgers and Georgia? Well, I'm in the just same saying side. the gap. No, even still. Even huge. still. Not like that in the NFL. I mean, you know, they say it all the time, but it's the truth. I mean, any given Sunday, these teams can get picked off. I I think the Vikings are really at the end of the day frauds. They 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 do the right things in the last six minutes of the game, and and God bless them there. It, the wheels will fall off in prime time. They will fall off. I I think it's Cowboys. Niners Eagles the way it should be um absolutely Rob it's it's always fun doing these shows next week uh on the Stewcast we will be back with our final college football pick'em show of the year Bobcat JC CVD we're gonna go over our bowl picks which um I you know who's even playing in the bowl games? I, I don't I don't even know. Um it, truthfully, hard to be betting these games. Uh I used yeah, to love all betting these bowl guys games. opting out. I used to love betting bowl games. And now it's like I, I just don't understand who's gonna be playing. It was COVID. Now like Western Kentucky lost their quarterback. Uh, so yeah. Now they're eight-point dogs to South Alabama. Like, South Alabama's not that great. They would lose this game by 17, maybe 20 with the court. So now it's like, okay, well, they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites, like a 27-point swing from where you would make the line. I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with it. But we'll figure it out next week on the Pick'em Show. Rob, what you got for the folks on Philly Mongos? Uh, we're going to have a Giant fan on tomorrow. Me and him can scream at each other all uh, night long. and be previewing the game for Sunday and going over some bets here and be transitioning Philly Mongos over to this show with Stu. And Beautiful. We're just going to be shooting the shit every week and talking Philly sports, talking Detroit, talking Michigan State fucking propaganda, Michigan uh, football. Rutgers propaganda, Dave Rutgers Rosenthal propaganda. propaganda. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to have some of the uh, New Brunswick Mongos on. and yeah, hey, listen, Maybe you know. any chance we could get Kyle Flood, you think, on? Oh, or Eli Manning. There's a big chance. We <laughs> have an in. Let's, let's explore that. Until then, as Rob goes forward down the field, we will see you next week here on the Robin Stew Show.